Guru Nation, welcome to episode 449 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, we discuss, I discuss, what a potential Trump victory could mean for pharmaceutical industry, healthcare industry, and then clinical research industry specifically, what that could mean uh, in a 2021 world and beyond. So hopefully you find something of value here regardless. I tried to be objective regardless of your political leanings. Um, I don't really care about that. So I tried to remain objective and argue it uh, objectively, which is actually hard to find these days doing the research online. Links in the show notes to the Patreon channel, $5 a month gets you a monthly mastermind with me and other life sciences people every single month we actually help each other out keep each other accountable we also have weekly videos where we discuss strategies uh, for how to use social media to leverage your opportunities also links in the show notes cra crc academy Uh, check those out finally if you need more studies for your site and want us to help you and also or maybe even thinking of starting your own site just text me 949-415-6 As always, I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. And uh, let me know what you think. Enjoy. What would a Donald Trump victory mean for the pharmaceutical industry? Well, honestly, your guess is as good as mine. But I've done a little bit of research, I've come up with some new stories, I've come up with some examples, and I've come up with some theories for what I think can go down. Again, your guess is as good as mine. And before we actually get started, I just want to do a disclaimer. I'm a registered independent, I already voted, I did not vote Biden, I did not vote Trump, I voted independent, not this guy, her and because I believe in a three-party system. So just to get that out of the way, we're gonna get into what I think is gonna happen to pharma if Trump wins the presidency. So there's three things we actually have to consider with Trump potentially winning the presidency as far as what the main issues are. Number one, obviously COVID. Can't ignore COVID, can't ignore the pandemic. That's the most important thing. He wants to rush out a vaccine The industry's been pushing back against him rushing out the vaccine, which some people, and and I've been following people on LinkedIn. Matter of fact, let me pull up the story here. Uh, There was some backlash where a lot of people from Big Pharma said, hey, you know what? We stand with science because they don't want to rush a vaccine just because Trump wanted to have have it ready before election. Well, it looks like it's not going to happen anyways. Right now it's October 15th. It, we're probably not going to see a vaccine until after the election. Uh, now, if you recall, when Trump first got into office in 2016, people were worried that he's going to dismantle the FDA, that he's so anti-regulation that he was going to dismantle the FDA. And he didn't quite do that. Okay, but he did. There's some interesting things under him. FDA enforcement actions plummet under Trump. So the the FDA has been pushing more guidance as opposed to more regulations and more enforcement of their actions. All right, so here this article from sciencemag.org, the agency's warning letters, a key tool 
for keeping dangerous or ineffective drugs and devices and tainted foods off the market have fallen by one-third. The agency issued 1,033 warning letters compared to 1,532 for the most recent equivalent period. Warnings from the FDA Center for Devices and Radiological Health, uh, which ensure safety and quality of medical devices, including uh, the numbers don't just reflect a new administration's slow start. FDA sent significantly fewer warning letters in the second year of Trump's presidency than his first. FDA watchers say they can't pinpoint what's driving the decline, but they are alarmed. And this is kind of ties into pharma, big pharma being alarmed by this rushed vaccine and the whole we stand with science movement. On Tuesday, this is from the New York Times, so obviously it's biased, they hate Trump, but on Tuesday, nine drug companies issued a joint pledge that when it came to releasing a vaccine for the coronavirus, they would stand with science and make the safety and well-being of vaccinated individuals our top priority. So why you would think, okay, you would think that less uh, enforcement actions and less regulations under a Trump administration, you would think that pharma would be all for Trump, right? And it doesn't make sense. And traditionally, they do support, traditionally, as you can see from this article from khn.org, Big Pharma does support Republicans. And so far, it doesn't make sense to you. Maybe why does Big Pharma support Biden instead of Trump? As his campaign for re-election enters its final stretch, Trump is not feeling the love in campaign contributions. This is reversing a trend in which in which contributions from drug makers, political committees, and their employees have gone largely to Republican candidates for president and Congress. So far, the 2020 industry has tilted towards the Democrats. This shift can reflect two things. Either that they think Biden's going to win and they want to be on the right side of, of the election outcome, or they're just afraid. They're afraid of Trump. They're afraid of Trump because the next two issues that I said, besides the coronavirus that are important, and that is the Affordable Care Act. Trump wants to repeal that, and he wants to lower drug prices by increasing competition and things of that uh, nature. So he actually outlined his American Patients First blueprint uh, back when he first got elected in 2016. He's done really nothing since then. Uh, other than slow down uh, or try to block some people uh, trying to get on the Affordable Care Act on-ramps. So he's been trying to slow down enrollment in Affordable Care Act by having secondary insurances take over. Uh, there's actually an article on that here. But Trump again claims he's bringing down drug prices with details of how are skimpy. Um, and... He signed an executive order in July. These orders touch on a range of issues, including insulin prices and drug importation. Drug reimportation was another one that, that he was talking about. So there's something called, this gets complicated, there's something called the preferred nations. The United States is paying more um, uh, for drugs uh, compared to other countries. Under this transformative order, Medicare will be required to purchase drugs at the same price as other countries pay. Trump and Big Pharma tussle over drug price proposal, and this was in July, no, this was in August, by Fierce Pharma. The latest back and forth started in July when Trump rolled out executive orders to create discounts for insulin and epinephrine, eliminate rebates, and allow drug imports from Canada 
and other countries and create an index linking U.S. prices to those elsewhere. The U.S. The industry hit back quickly, but experts said the measures wouldn't likely bring real change, at least not right away. On Thursday, Trump escalated the fight with a tweet saying that drug prices will soon be lowered. Throughout the last week, CEOs for several big pharma companies criticized the International Pricing Index, and some voiced skepticism that the government can implement any changes this year. Uh, Pfizer CEO said the uh, Pfizer would reconsider U.S. expansions or possibly cut jobs if the measures are implemented. Plus, the measures pose, pose enormous distraction as the industry works to deliver vaccines and drugs for COVID-19. So one of the things we've got to consider here is uh, the Affordable Care Act. It was supposed to reduce drug costs when Obama put it into place. But one of the last ditch, uh, one of the last minute changes to the Affordable Care Act was that Health and Human Services would not be allowed to negotiate prices that the government uh, purchases. So basically, what happened? The price of drugs skyrocketed up, right? And uh, what ended up happening was really, in my opinion, that the middle class had to pay for the difference. So pharma, big pharma, still gets their cut. So they're okay with the Affordable Care Act uh, because their prices are still up. They're afraid of Trump. They're afraid of Trump because he's supposedly for the middle class. And um, his uh, certainly his supporters would say that Big Pharma uh, is squeezing the middle class to pay for the high drug costs. And uh, critics of Trump would say this is not true. Trump really has no plan. And we're going to have all these uninsured and people not getting treatment and drug companies not getting paid at all. And so you can quickly start to see why pharma is shifting their stance with the two um, parts of Affordable Care Act, which is one, the Affordable Care Act itself, which is going to the Supreme Court. Uh, just a few days after the election, I think 18 states, 18 Republican states are declaring it unconstitutional and they're taking it to the Supreme Court. And this is why it was so important for Trump that he, inst- that he instill Amy Barrett, the Supreme Court nominee judge. Uh, and this is why that story I posted on last week was so important because she could be uh, the difference in the decision between whether the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, is repealed or not. So we can clearly see why pharma is more comfortable with Joe Biden. We honestly don't know what would happen under Trump. We can kind of see how the industry would work under Trump because we could look at how the industry has been working under Trump since 2016. In my opinion, the industry has been extremely busy uh, from 2016. And uh, of course, supporters of Trump would say, it's because Trump is in office, and then uh, opponents of Trump would say, well, that's because of the Affordable Care Act, because now we have more trial participation when it comes to cancer cancer participants as, as their Medicare Part B, which are the medications given by the doctor at the office to the patient, such as infusion medications, uh, are being covered. So uh, if, if the Affordable Care Act were to ever be repealed, The industry is not sure where their revenue would come from because right now it's coming from the taxpayer, right? So under Trump, 
if, if the ACA gets repealed, and by the way, the ACA can get repealed even if Biden wins. It's going to the Supreme Court, uh, I think a week or two after the election. So the industry is really pushing for Biden. They're hoping that the Supreme Court will not rule the Affordable Care Act as unconstitutional. And they seem to have picked their side. They seem to be siding with science. Uh, Eli Lilly CEO David Ricks blasted the measure, Trump's measure, um, for reducing drug prices as horrible policy. It sends a wrong message at a time when this industry is working all day and night to help us escape from COVID-19. So the industry unequivocally opposed international pricing index. Executives did voice more support for eliminating rebates. A Democrat from Illinois told Barron's that if the report is true, the situation will represent yet another example of why we must require reasonable pricing of COVID-19 vaccines and treatments that have been developed by taxpayers. See, that's the key word, have been developed by taxpayers. Moderna has already received $955 million in R&D funding from the U.S. government. Pricing deal actually collapses. This is from last month, September 19th. Pricing deal collapses over Big Pharma's refusal to issue $100 cash cards before the election. Uh, late in August, as negotiations on a pricing deal with President Trump reached a boiling point, Pharma President Stephen Obel sent an email to the 34 biopharma chiefs. He wrote that if the industry did not agree to pay for a $100 cash card sent to seniors before November, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows was going to tell the news media Big Pharma was refusing to share the savings with the elderly. Uh, and that all the blame for failed drug pricing negotiations would lie squarely on the industry. Drug makers were on the brink of a deal, yet it was the cash card demand okay, by Meadows that killed the deal. So right now we're going into the election. We have no deal on drug pricing. So at the end of the day, what it looks like, what we can expect with a Trump presidency for pharma is honestly possibly more of the same. We don't know if the ACA is going to get repealed, and that does not depend on who wins president. That's already going to be happening. Now, whether it gets appealed or not is another story. Drug prices, I've said in the Joe Biden video I did, what, what would the industry look like if Biden wins? They're going to be high under both. Trump has been saying he's going to be reducing drug prices since 2016. Hasn't happened. We got a blueprint, uh, but... There's no details in that blueprint, really, of how this is going to happen. There are there are talks about letting other competitors come into the market, reimportation from Canadian pharmacies, but the Canadian pharmacies have to agree to do that, as well as biologics, focusing on biologics and uh, and bioequivalency or generic type of drugs. So that's the plan under Trump. I think the industry prefers. Biden, even though they typically, industry typically prefers Republicans, in this case, the industry is leaning towards Biden because they at least know what they can expect from him. Under Trump, there's a lot of uncertainty about where the revenues are going to come from, right? Because right now, rev drug prices are high. So if Trump, Trump actually is a threat to lower drug prices, uh, even though he has no real plan of doing that, they still see him, they perceive him as a threat. So pharma is betting on Joe Biden. The vaccine is not even going to be an issue because the vaccine is going to happen next year after the election. And you would think that the industry would normally want to side with Trump. Trump, Trump has basically reduced regulatory, I wouldn't say oversight, 
but regulatory uh, enforcement. Okay, so as we mentioned earlier, the warning letters have dropped under Trump to device makers, drug manufacturers. That should normally be considered a good thing for pharma. Uh, but in this case, they're worried with all the other stuff going on. In my opinion, again, this is just one guy's opinion, but I've read these articles. Uh, I've analyzed. I've kind of, I remember conversations I've had with people on LinkedIn who actually are members of pharma and things like that the big lobbying group for big pharma and they work for pharma. So this is kind of the sentiment I'm getting uh, when it comes to pharmaceutical industry. I think the safe bet for them is Biden. I think the risky play is Trump. Um, so I, th this is what I think is going to happen. I don't think it's really going to make a difference who wins. Uh, drug prices are going to continue to go up, whether the ACA Affordable Care Act is repealed or not. There's going to be other measures put into play. The pharma companies are going to get their revenues and their drug prices to stay relatively high. Right now, they're more than more than keeping up with inflation. So I read in this article that the drug prices have actually more than doubled, grown grown more than twice what the inflation rate has been going. So they, the pharma companies have been getting their high drug costs, even with Trump in office. The fact of the matter is there is no plan in place other than allowing more competition, which again sounds like a good idea, maybe reducing regulatory burden, which let's talk about that for a second, reducing regulatory burden for new entrants. And one of the things I was reading was um, how the FDA is going to release a list of the drugs that uh, are coming off patent and which ones don't have generic competition to kind of incentivize drug makers to enter the field and reduce the cost. So what, what can pharma see from that? Well, big pharma obviously wouldn't like that because they want to keep the regulatory burden because that's their barrier, that's their moat, that's what protects what they've already built to keep new entrants from coming in and taking their market share. So I can see why Big Pharma is backing Biden, even though Trump is, uh, even though they typically side with Republicans, um, Trump has, under Trump, the FDA under Trump has significantly reduced their regulatory, I wouldn't say oversight. Some would say oversight. I personally wouldn't say regulatory oversight. I still deal with the FDA. They still have plenty of oversight, but they've they have dramatically reduced the number of warning letters and things like that. So the action that they're taking is more guidance. At the end of the day, I don't think it truly makes a difference. However, Trump is a wild card and with a lame as a lame duck president, uh, meaning he has nothing really to lose, he can push his agendas through. Although what the alternative will be, he hasn't really explained. So that's my take on this. Let me know your thoughts on this. I know this is a highly, highly polarizing topic. Thank you for sticking through. I try to be objective. I try to show you both sides and kind of see where I'm thinking. I personally don't think it makes too much of a difference, but I definitely understand why pharma is backing, why big pharma is backing Joe Biden, because at least they know what they're going to continue to get. Let me know your thoughts. Talk to you soon. 
So hey everybody, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you leave a review if you could be so kind, please. Uh, And also go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com if you're interested in learning more about who I am, who some of my guests are. Uh, You can have access to some of my YouTube videos. Uh, I do a lot of videos about clinical research. So go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com and you can also call or text me anytime, 949-415-6256. Also follow me on any social media platform. It's Dan Svera. And you can also email me if you'd like, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. Thank you very much.